Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Talks. When Jesus says, fear not, in Matthew 14, 27, what does that have to do with the coronavirus? Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. It's spreading uh, around the world right now, a pandemic, lots of, lots of fear, uh, lots of people uh, referring to coronavirus craziness because there's so many things being canceled and uh, lots of extreme precautions, and, uh, and yet the fear is real. Uh, we've got some family members who are vulnerable to this virus, Christy, and uh, none of us want to be sick with that or uh, endangered or quarantined. Uh, a lot of us, including us personally, have had uh, stock market losses. You know, all of our retirement savings is in the stock market, and we've lost a bunch of money. And so there's some very real effects. Our trip to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where we're going to be uh, meeting with the executives of Baker Books to talk about our, our new book that we're excited about. You know, that got canceled. Uh, there's just a, a lot of uh, effects here, a lot of things going on related to the coronavirus. Yeah, there's a lot of loss for a lot of people. And then there's a lot of panic because there's a lot of people that are feeling a lot of fear and it's touching off other fears maybe that they've been able to deny or to repress or not so pay attention to. And the fear is triggering more fear and other fears. And then it produces this constant state of anxiety that becomes where people are being controlled by it and reactive to it. And emotional and it's um those emotions of fear are driving behavior that sometimes isn't very rational so it it's a difficult thing when you can actually feel and catch that fear almost in the air like the virus and so some people are suffering from that even more than they are or will from the threat of actually getting sick and yet there are we can't just totally disregard it all because it's it's loving our neighbor if we consider each other in this. Yeah, so particularly if you're a pastor or you're a, a spokesperson for Christ in another way, uh, which is probably all of us listening, we're all servants to the Lord, and we all have people who, who look to us and uh, listen to us and uh, seek our, our support and our prayers. Uh, but especially if you're a church pastor, it's like, you know, how do you, how do you view this situation? How, how do you respond to it? And I want to say this is a great opportunity. This is the best time to be a pastor. This is the best time to be a Christ follower because yes. we've got the possibility of the peace of Christ to be experienced in, in our bodies and that we can, we can minister the smile and the courage of our Lord to the people around us. The question is how to do that mm -hmm. and what does that really look like? So I listened to a, a Facebook post of a of a pastor, a young, young pastor. I actually have considered visiting his church and a great pastor. And he, he did a, um, a post that was uh, very encouraging, high energy, and just really th thankful that he did that post to speak to his people. Uh, but what he didn't understand was in the midst of sort of the rah-rah the post he gave that was, you know, fear not message in a way of be courageous, be strong, 
and uh, this sort of thing is that, but people have fear and they need to be understood with that. They need to be validated. They, they need to, the, the way to comfort someone with fear is not to tell them, oh, just be strong. Oh, just, just come to church. You know, we're, we're going to handle this. I mean, that's, it's, um, uh, we admire his confidence and his intentions in that, but he's not understanding that there are, are real fears that people have that they need to be able to articulate and they need to be listened to and, and understood. And so in, in, our, in our messages, whether it's a, a Facebook post, video, uh, a, a blog, or conversations with people, it's important that we help them put words to what, what they're feeling and to not be alone with that, especially in the midst of all this social isolation that we have now is a way of not, you know, the virus not spreading and, you know, it's wisdom, of course, to, to be careful that way. And so l- larger churches, like the like, uh, largest church in our city, Mariner's Church, is canceling their services. And, you know, Eric Geiger, uh, our pastor there, very uh, great message he gave on social media. It's very, very encouraging. And he's treating it as an opportunity. Hey, we're going to do church online. And we, we've got all these resources for you in ways that we're going to connect during this time to help you be safe, uh, but still to be the body of Christ. And, and to, then in that, to validate how people feel and to offer uh, the compassion of the Lord. Well, I think the empathy is really key here, Bill. And I do think that a lot of us have different defense mechanisms that rise up in us yeah. when we're trying to cope with something that's a threat. And some of us respond in our defenses to humor and, you know, kind of making fun of or defending against mm-hmm. the fear in a way that actually it, it it is quite funny, but it's not funny if it hurts somebody. It can be shaming. It can be shaming. And then we can be insensitive to somebody who really is a danger. And if it's your loved one, you know, that's dying, you wouldn't feel it's funny either. And so I think we do need to be sensitive to mm-hmm. how people feel. But I love what you said about giving people the opportunity to articulate and, and identify because our feelings are, are complicated. Probably many of us have contrary feelings. Well, and some maybe they're afraid of this, but not this, or they feel frustrated and in, in are judging some people or, you know, we probably have a whole basket of different emotions in there for different reasons. Well, you comforted one of our family members just last night because, you know, there are a number of people in our society that are vulnerable and this is mm-hmm. a time to really remember that, you know, you and I don't feel particularly vulnerable. We're, we're healthy. We're, we're young enough. We've got strong immune systems, but we have people in our family who are vulnerable. We've got older parents, we've got uh, 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 um, a precious little girl niece who's had, um, some of you have heard, have prayed for baby Grace, uh, who's, she's doing great by the way, but she was born with compromised lungs and heart and had major surgeries as an infant and has, has survived and, and is flourishing, but she, to this day, she has a vulnerability with her lungs. And so it's like, we've got to make sure she doesn't get sick cause mm-hmm. at all costs. We've got another, another family member who has cystic fibrosis and, and he's doing great and he's, he's healthy, but he, he's, he's vulnerable too. It's important that, that he not get sick. And so we're, we're praying for him. We've got, uh, our daughter is pregnant and when you're pregnant, you're, you're more, more vulnerable to, to getting sick. And so that's a scary thing. And, and, and when you're pregnant, you've got hormones going on in your body and then the, the nesting, nurturing, protective instincts of a mother, you're protecting this little life. And so you're, you're more emotional and you're more sensitive. 
And so all, all, of, all of it, in many other situations, just someone like you mentioned, Christy, if you've got a history where you've been violated or damaged or uh, you've had issues with fear or anxiety, and then there's just all this, this not only the pandemic of the coronavirus, but the pandemic of, of the fear mm-hmm. and the panic, which is, is fear of fear. And so you're just, it's in the air and you just start breathing that and it's triggering things. And that, that these emotions are very real for people. Well, and I think the other thing that is real is at times like this, when things feel out of our control and beyond our understanding, it really does reveal and test our faith and what we really believe and how much we really are able to trust God each individually. And so there's, there is an opportunity spiritually for us in that. And it's so important, you know, for us each to think of this, that this is an opportunity for the gospel. You know, when I, when I hear a siren, I have a habit of, of praying for the mercy of Christ to be revealed to those people. That there's, there's somebody that's, that's scared right now and in danger. Mm-hmm. There's loved ones who are really concerned and anxious and scared or maybe grieving. And then there's emergency workers that are, are involved and, and they're, they're working hard and they, they need God's strength and wisdom. And so just to pray for, for Christ to be revealed in that situation and for God to minister uh, it's loving presence and, and comfort. And so it's the same with the coronavirus. This is an opportunity for people to think about eternity, to, to, to pray to God for, for protection, but also for, for purpose and for uh, life with Jesus. And so we have an opportunity in how, how we live out in response to this crisis. And uh, the importance of empathy that we're stressing here is because it's so it's so readily missed even by really good loving people that just don't understand that uh, even even if we're going to pray for somebody our our prayers are going to be so much more effective when they're based in empathy mm-hmm. and there's a reason why James says be quick to listen and, and slow to speak because if we will listen first then we have a chance for our words to come from a place of of understanding and concern and warmth and validation of what people are experiencing and whatever you're doing to help other people, if it's preaching a sermon or leading a small group or sitting down a coffee, whatever it is, it's going to go better if you do it with empathy, if you do it by asking questions of people and listening to them and validating what they're going through. And so that's just so paramount at a time like this. And so, you know, you have an opportunity, you are listening to, to use your, your social media or if you're a pastor, to use your, your sermon or to put your sermon online if that's the best choice for, for your church community. And in, in that message to offer the, the empathy and, and tenderhearted compassion of the Lord that, that helps people to uh, articulate what it is that they're feeling. And that's called being a wounded healer. That's a, a term that Henry Nouwen popularized that we use in our Soul Shepherding Institute and, and many of our resources. And, and, you know, a wounded healer is someone that, that hey, I, I have some vulnerabilities. I have some emotions. I have, I have fear. And uh, because of that and in, in experiencing God's grace in that, I'm able to tell, tell stories and, and uh, have a conversation with people that helps them to articulate how they feel and not, not be ashamed about that. As I have given and received empathy, both of those things, each of those things, really help me to grow in love. They help me to grow in my ability to trust God's love and receive empathy from Him as well. And so we really want to urge, urge and, and, and kind of highlight this point of empathy. 
because even as it relates to the coronavirus, as I've listened with empathy with people, I've realized that there's some areas where I was not being loving. I wasn't being empathetic. I'd missed some things because I hadn't yet listened with empathy about mm-hmm. this right. virus and what, you know, I, w- I was tending at first to kind of think, oh, people are overreacting mm-hmm. or I was tempted to kind of make light of their fear at first because I, I wasn't feeling the fear and yeah. I wasn't feeling threatened, but it was an empathy miss for me. And thankfully I was woken up to that. And as I listened, I, I was able to have empathy. I was able to realize, oh, they have some real things that they're afraid of that are real fears like we talked about here you know um someone that really they could lose someone very very precious to them and of mm-hmm. course this this person is precious to god this person is beloved this you know not not just because it's precious to somebody i love but they're the person is precious because they're god's beloved child and so to wake me up to where my heart had gotten a little hardened and where i wasn't fully participating in god's love and then as I'm listened to with empathy, it helps me not to be walking around in a state of fear or anxiety, mm-hmm. but to be in a place of great peace and, and trust with the Lord. And then you can minister that peace to others. Right. Because if, if the peace isn't in our body, mm-hmm. and it's not a, a strong peace that, that actually is, is calming fears, legitimately comforting fears, then it's going to be a, a weak piece that comes out of us for other people or, or a pseudo piece. Yes. So my point is that we, we all need to be receiving and giving empathy. Yeah. And the first the place to start is what you just did for us. I so admire that, Christy, you know, your, your authenticity to just admit, well, you know, at first I, I wasn't uh, in my, my thoughts and my attitude, I wasn't quick to give empathy to people because I, I was thinking, oh, this is a reaction and, you're admitting that you had a defense mechanism. And I mean, that's an extraordinary thing to me, Christy, because you are truly the most empathetic person I know. And so if even you had a hiccup there of immediately responding with empathy, how much more do I? And I mean, I know I have a problem with that, that I go into denial. Oh, I'm strong. I'm tough. I can take it. Let's all just kind of go and have to go, like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> well, it's funny because, yeah, I was asking myself that same question why did I have a mess here why why was I not empathetic I I wasn't loving well here why and as I examined that it was like oh I think I was reacting against some losses that I didn't want to have to face Mm. some things that were being threatened by other people's fears that I didn't want to I didn't want to lose I didn't want to have to give up I didn't want to sacrifice I didn't want to believe that this really was necessary or Mm -hmm. or even that it was loving, you know, to have to make these kind of sacrifices. And you didn't so, want to admit that you were that vulnerable. Or, yeah, or that the coronavirus could actually, you know, ha- hurt a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, didn't want to, I didn't want to own that. I didn't want to wake up to that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to get out of denial. We, we, we don't want to feel uh, needy, uh, in danger, emotional. Vulnerable. Yeah, so so Jesus comes to us, uh, and if we just put ourselves with the the disciples, uh, they're fishermen, uh, they're experts on the sea, and they're they're out in the sea, the t- the twelve disciples, and they're they're rowing to get across the lake. A storm hits on the Sea of Galilee, and the the waves are just are huge, and there's lightning and thunder, and just rain is just pouring down, and the waves are swamping into the boat, and and they're frightened. They've mm-hmm. heard stories of people dying in this lake and 
they know the dangers, and now even them as as fishermen, they they can't uh, command their their boat, and so they're, they're just being tossed around in the wind, and they're they're afraid they're going to die. They're they're panicking, and then uh, this is in Matthew fourteen, and then Jesus comes out walking on the water, <laughs> right? And they're like freaking out, like this is a ghost. What is going on? We're really going to die. It's like the Grim Reaper coming to get us. And what does Jesus say? Fear not. And so fear not, and that sounds like he's totally contradicting everything that we're talking about in this podcast. It doesn't feel very empathetic. <laughs> no, it just sounds like he's saying, be tough, uh, get courage. What, you know, what, what do you have these fearful emotions for? What are you anxious about? Hey, I'm the son of God. I'm going to take care of everything. Is that what Jesus is saying? No. What do you think Jesus is saying there? I think he's saying, remember who I am. Look at me. I'm with you. You have, you have no reason to fear. You might ask, uh, you who are listening, you might say, okay, Bill, where, where's the empathy there? Um, I kind of hear it in what Christy said, but I'm not sure. Is, there, is, is Jesus really being empathetic? Is this just like uh, psychology or is this really biblical? I mean, where does the Bible talk about empathy anyway? And you might feel like we're making too big a deal ab- about this. Well, look at the next thing that Jesus says in, in, in uh, Matthew 14, because Peter is frightened out of, out of his skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus sees that. And Jesus uh, smiles, I, I believe, opens his arms, I believe. He certainly says, come to me. And you need to see that when he says, come to me, that, that that's, that's hospitable. It's not... Oh, come to me, you uh, f- fearful guy, or, you know, <laughs> he's not like frustrated or, or uh, poking at him or, or challenging him. He is, so he's being winsome and he's, he's welcoming Peter and he's welcoming Peter's fear and he's welcoming Peter closer and he's saying, you know, be with me. I, I understand. I, I care for you. Let me help you. And he's p- holding out his hand. And so, Peter comes and he walks on water looking to Jesus because of the peace that's in Jesus' body. And Jesus doesn't come to this peace by denying the fear. And I don't think he comes to peace by just kind of going, oh, it's no problem. I'm the son of God. I can calm this. No, I think he's at peace because he trusts his father. He's, he's in the father's world. He's in the kingdom of God. and and he Because that's how he gets his miracle working power. It's not like automatic because he's the son of God, because he's also a human being tempted in every way that we are. And so he's at peace because, as John tells us repeatedly over 50 times, Jesus is continually in all things, all that he does, all that he says, submitting to the Father, trusting the Father, relying on the Father's presence and love and power. And so right there on the stormy sea, that's what Jesus is doing. And so now Peter receives that peace. But then as soon as he looks away from Jesus and, and the, the empathy and compassion and courage and confidence that the Lord has, as soon as he looks away from Jesus, then he begins to sink, goes back into panic. What does Jesus do? Holds out his hand. I mean, if that is an empathy, hey, I'm with you. I care. I understand. Let's get back in the boat together. And then the storm calms. I mean, that's, that's like what we need right now in the midst of the, this pandemic with coronavirus. To remember that we have Good Shepherd, that we have Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit, we have the kingdom of God as our reality, as our grounding, as our 
our true place of peace. And that kingdom of God is a, is a, a place of compassion, a place of empathy, a place where your emotions and needs and vulnerabilities are validated. And uh, empathy is different than reassurance, where we pull out the pom-poms and we cheerlead people. Oh, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. Be, you know, be happy. Be, be confident. That's not empathy. That's actually invalidating. Empathy is different than like giving people advice. Well, you know, just do this. Well, we, we, got, uh, uh, we got stuff to protect you from germs. Well, I mean, that's important. Uh, we, here's the things to do to be safe. Well, I mean, that's important too. But it's not the same as empathy. There's a place for, for good advice. But the advice that's most helpful to us is not only just like based in, in truth, but it's coming with concern for our well-being. It's coming with listening and understanding our situation and our need. And that's what empathy is. And so Philippians 4, Paul says, do not be anxious for anything. But he's not saying don't deny your fears and, and repress them. He's saying when you are anxious, pray. And don't forget to thank God because that reorients us in the reality of God and his goodness and his kingdom. It's not denial, though. It's not deny your fears. It's not deny that anything uncomfortable could happen to you or even painful or deny that there's real threats of loss here. It's talk to me about it. Come to me in your fear with your concerns, with your needs. Yeah, the Lord and the Bible uh, are never on... Uh, they're never giving a message that's negating, invalidating our emotions, our fears, our hurts, our, our weakness. It's always on the side of truth and understanding and validating that experience. So to have an emotion is not a sin and it's not unhealthy. It's actually healthy to be It's the cornerstone of emotional intelligence, what we've been talking about on our podcast. So to be aware of and accepting of emotion is like step one. There's, there's a sense in which it's even more important than prayer and Bible teaching, because if we don't provide the, the hospitality and, and the care and the tenderness of tuning into what people feel, they're not going to be in a place to receive our, our wisdom and our well-intentioned prayers. So even when we pray for people, we want to, we want to have words of empathy in there to, to help them receive the, the prayer. So this is the most important thing that you can do uh, as a pastor, as a servant, as a, a soul friend, as a family member, uh, in your place of work, in whatever your relationships are, to, uh, to listen to people and to be considerate and concerned about, prayerful about what they're experiencing. Ask questions and uh, draw people out and, and validate those feelings and let, let your ears and your smile and your uh, heart that is for people, that's what's going to give them courage. When we say take courage, that's Peter taking the hand of Jesus. And that's where we get courage. It's, it's in the fear and it's going through the fear. It's not denying it or negating it or cheerleading people. So we love having you in our soul shepherding community. Thanks for, for being a part of this podcast. And we hope that you will tune into our, our blog this week. We're going to have, and also the show notes for this podcast, we've got some fear not resources that will help you with integrating scripture and empathy 
to, uh, uh, to be validated and to validate others with what they're experiencing emotionally and what they're struggling with, but also to help them find encouragement. So this is like a uh, coronavirus, uh, uh, fear virus, uh, fortifying. Uh, so vitamins for your soul uh, in our Soul Shepherding blog this week. Uh, in the midst of the coronavirus, and also in the show notes to this podcast. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you are here with each person in the waves, in the storms, in the fears that they're facing, in the losses, in their sadness, in all of their emotions. I pray that each one of our listeners would reach out to you, that they would let themselves receive your empathy, your love, your peace that passes understanding. Thank you, Jesus, that you are with us, loving us. You are our source of being able to love our neighbors as they too are afraid, as they too feel vulnerable, as they too are in a storm. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 